All right, Pylon listeners, we are back after week eight, and the NFC North has wrapped up and a lot to talk about. Uh, 75% of the people talking on this episode will obviously not be happy, but the, there's a, a complete reversal from last weekend when the, the 75% were happy and one was sad. Now that one guy is sad and the other three are happy. Regardless, um, this is an NFC North podcast, and I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions. Let's go around the horn. We got Kinger representing the pack. I'm going to have to eat a lot of crow tonight, boys. I realize I made some comments on preview, the previous episode that are probably going to be addressed at some point, but we'll handle it. it. It is what it is. Rough day for the pack. And we got Barney representing the Bears. These beers are uh, they're all I got right now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, we got Remy representing the Vikings. When the kitchen's open, the chef's got to eat. Skull, baby. <laughs> oh man, and I think I think you're talking about uh, Dalvin Cook in particular, right, Remy? So just Indeed. what a monster day! Thirty carries, 163 yards, three touchdowns, and then two catches for 63 yards, including a 50-yard touchdown reception. Um, just let's go Four right into it. Touchdowns. So obviously the Vikings went the Vi- the Vikings went 28-22. Um, just go in. What did the Vikings do so well against uh, this Packers team, Remy? What did you enjoy so much? You know, is Seeing what they could exploit and doing it so early and consistent with it. Um, you know, Packers get the ball right out of the gate, score. Um, Rodgers eats our rookie corner up, expected. Now, us as Viking fans want to know how Kirk and our offense responds to that. March it right down the field. I know the winds were like crazy today, so uh, there wasn't a lot of deep balls. Um and like Kirk had mentioned last press conference or uh, sometime during the week, he told media members that he needs to maybe maybe just not try and hit home runs, how to dink and dunk. And you saw a lot of that going down the field today, um, a lot of running with with Dalvin. And it was back and forth. And, yeah, Dalvin would, would – is, is Dalvin proved today that this identity, this team runs through him. He is the playmaker. Um Four, four, four touchdowns and over two hundred all-purpose yards. Man, he's 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 a fun one to watch. Um, yeah, re- ridiculous. I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins only had fourteen pass attempts, Remy. <laughs> and again, we had our fourth and once Dantzler got out, I think our third and fourth or fifth string corner. And I think when you get Rogers just in the, in the pocket and you don't let him scramble to try and make plays, I think that's when you know nothing is. Uh, nothing's available to him. And Eric Kendricks probably played one of those better games. He had like 10 tackles by halftime. And, 12, 12 um, total, yeah. Yeah, 12 total. And it's great. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of still in shock. Kirk, Kirk did what he had to do. He only passed it 14 times, 160 yards and a touchdown, didn't turn the ball over, didn't fumble, Um, didn't try and force anything. So... I think when you play conservative and you can get your run game run game going, uh, that's that's that might be the key to uh, Green Bay and any team. Quite frankly. yeah. So, so Kinger, I, I I specifically asked you on the last episode about the Packers' run defense. You said you weren't worried. So what the hell happened here? What what's going on? I couldn't have been more wrong about how I thought this game was going to go today. And 
quite frankly, I'm just honestly disgusted with the defensive effort today. If you can give a rating, uh, the defense deserves an F. Uh, we had some very unique, uh, you know, situation or circumstances today in Green Bay. Obviously, everybody saw how windy it was out there, uh, you know, up to 40 mile an hour gusts. They were saying the first half was the lowest number of possessions in an NFL game since 2010. Uh, four possessions, uh, five possessions, actually. The first four, uh, you know, Green Bay goes down, scores a touchdown. Minnesota scores a touchdown. Green Bay scores a touchdown. Minnesota scores a touchdown. Then there was one play to round out uh, the first half. So, uh, you know, not a lot, not a lot of back and forth, right? Heavy time possession and uh Dalvin ran all over us. It, 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 our guys were not, it didn't look fired up at all. They didn't look like they were ready to go. They didn't put themselves in positions to make plays today. It was just extremely frustrating. The linebacker position, uh, Kamal Martin showed flashes again that he looked great, but we're really missing a run stuffer. And our defensive line outside of Kenny Clark, um, you know, provided little to no support today. It was, it was extremely rough across the board. And, uh, the Vikings obviously saw that they were going to be able to capitalize that on early and they just ran us into the ground. And it was just, again, extremely frustrating to watch. And the defense, I could get going on a whole tangent about that because there's there's a lot going on there right now. Yeah, so, King, I, mean, I, I guess I have a question. I don't know if you guys watched, but does this, you know, with our guys and our scheme, what we're running defensively, does that kind of give you – a little thing like, oh, Minnesota still kind of has a defense, even though we're out our key players. Like, you know, this is still what, – what do you guys think of our defense after watching them outplay Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? See, I don't really look at it that way, Remy. The Vikings beat us today, but realistically, I mean, they made a couple stops in the second half. But, you know, Green Bay's offense as a whole today didn't look um, – it, they didn't look terrible to me, right? It wasn't their best performance, but I wasn't overly upset with with that from a perspective, right? Minnesota did have playmakers. I was surprised we weren't able to uh, capitalize on your corners being, you know, as banged up as they were and your other strings. But I, I think you got to give credit to Zimmer there as well because he schemed Devontae very well today. Devontae had been absolutely shredding Minnesota the last three or four times they played. You know, double-digit gets, catches, 100-plus receiving yards, and, uh, you know, that was not the case today. Two early touchdowns, obviously, but – uh, for the most part, they kept him very neutralized. Um, so, except, except for the three touch three touchdowns he had today. Yeah, well, you know what I'm. But it, just in regards to, he was an impact player in the game. But as a whole, they he he didn't have the the numbers across the board that he has previously. And I think Zimmer did a pretty good job on that. I'm going to give credit. Yeah, but yeah. the def- Packers uh, defense is is. There's boys. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of questions going around with Petten already coming up after the game today. We just, it's 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 very hot right there. Or a lot of questions are going to go. And you know, like you just mentioned, that formula that Minnesota just had today. We're going to a place on Thursday where we have not had a lot of success over the last few years. And I can see if an- another performance like that happens in a few days, then that conversation is really going to heat up. Trade deadlines Wednesday, right? Tuesday. 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 Election day. Same day. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot. Um, there'll be a lot going on Tuesday in the world, uh, both the NFL and just the USA. But um, so, so I will <laughs> say this though: I will say that if you're Minnesota, I mean, and we're, you're probably thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you just beat a, a a top team in the NFL. Do you like? Where do you go from here? Do you do you, do you keep do you keep going, or do you you know do you still I it's just it's tough to say um 
I know the back half we have, we still have to play Detroit twice and we still have to play the Bears twice and like the Jaguars. And I mean, if you play, if Minnesota can find that identity and play, there's some, you know, there's a 4% chance, but uh, Minnesota could maybe make a little run off this momentum, (laughs) but we'll take it week by week for now. Barney, uh, what was Remy over here not just less than a week ago talking <laughs> about the draft, and now he's talking about a four percent chance in the playoffs? Where's this guy? Where's this guy's head at? Where, where, where should the, the Vikings be? The roller coaster of Remy's emotions <laughs> is truly a spectacle, but I I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, I. I, uh, you know, having the Bears game on uh, later, I was able to watch, and it was, I mean, I, I that was the game. only part of my Sunday that I enjoyed, and uh, it was a fun game to watch, and, and especially it's always a lot easier to, to enjoy it when the Packers uh, are, are getting their shit handed to them. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm happy for Remy, especially after Kinger's comments uh, leading up to the game. Uh, that was funny, but, I mean... I don't know what we're going to get next week with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remy, I meant to ask you really quick. Uh, Cam Dantzler, I saw get stretchered off the field. I haven't had a chance to research yeah. uh, his uh, status. What, what What's going so, on there? Anything so followed up. Um, at, 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 at his, I think it was something with his neck. It, it came back good, um, whatever that means. So nothing serious. Um, I'm sure that there'll – the press conference tomorrow, they'll elaborate more, but everything came back well, and he didn't injure anything uh, too seriously. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we'll – You're another uh, corner I saw – your other corner, I forget who it was, uh, he got hurt. He's got a punctured lung. He's still in Green Bay right now, though. I just saw that, actually. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> on a cleat. I forget who it was. It was Mike uh, – he's one of your backups. What happened in like the third quarter on the catch of Equinemius St. Brown on the fourth down play. Uh, he was down for a Fields. while. It didn't look bad. But, yeah, I just uh, – yes, Fields. Fields. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Fields. Fields? Mark, Mark Fields. Mark Fields. Yep, yep, exactly. Dude, he's like our sixth – yeah, he's like our fifth. In, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Actually, he came like up from that. our practice squad last year. He was on our practice squad last year. I like that uh, the Lions are playing the Vikings next week, so I do like that aspect. This will be fun. Uh, this will be fun, Big Z, back to back. <laughs> we'll get into that later, though. Um, I mean, uh, Kinger, it was is was it just is the whole reason that the Packers lost this game the defense, or uh, was there some offensive blame to share as well here? I mean, um, you, I don't want to put it all on defensive shoulders, but there was absolutely no intensity from the defense at all. And I mean. The, the Vikings stepped up and made a couple stops in the in the uh, second half, which you know did influence the fact of the game. But I don't know what the hell we're doing on defense, man. And I'm just gonna keep harping on it. I don't know if you guys saw, but some of the shit we're doing out there, it's like I'm no. I, I'll repeat it. You know, I'm no X's and O's guy with football out there, but you know. Three man rushes today on that fourth down. You run a three man rush. We've got one point. We've got Preston Smith lined up on the far side of the field, nine yards off the line of scrimmage, one on one on Kyle Rudolph, right? Like, what the hell is Mike Pettin doing? That just doesn't make sense. That's not what his skill set is. Uh, across the board, we just continue to have some questionable calls. Uh, I don't think we ha- our defensive line for the as for the most part as a whole has to perform better. They've shown flashes, but again, outside of Kenny Clark, just nothing. And it's just I don't know what the hell we're doing out there. It's it's uh, the offense will click. Getting Aaron Jones back will be nice. Uh, I think Alan Lazard should be back this week for the Thursday night game. So I'm not overly worried about. Hopefully Bakhtiari as well. I'm not overly worried about that. Um, you know the Vikings just 
they made plays today, and and quite frankly, the defense. I said it. The defense. If, if the defense even remotely showed up, I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, a blowout. I don't. I can't really say that that was going to be the case anymore. But still, it was just, you know, pathetic performance. Really, it's there's no other way really to say about it. And they got to make changes in these next couple of days. So, what changes do you want to see? Uh, change the personnel or change in the scheme? I mean, I think we got to evaluate the scheme. Personnel will be a little bit better coming back. Christian Kirksey should be coming back. Kevin King will be back. Um, you know, we'll get some of our guys back in the in the mix. But again, I, you know, these some of these schemes are just very questionable to me. I just don't understand it, and it doesn't seem like we're putting our guys in the best position to make plays based on their skill sets. Remy, so looking ahead at the schedule, real quick, you guys are going to kick out of this. So next week, you know, so this week it was me and Kinger against each other. Next week it's me and Big Z, Detroit. And then the following week it's Barney. So it's the one, two, three punch. I might just have to roll through and take each team out. We'll start with Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh man, you you are just you're something else though. When the Vikings win, it's always I mean, great uh, to beat the Packers. It never That's... happens. So when Vi- when 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 we beat the Packers, we cherish it. We talk about it and go Vikings. Every Viking fan up in Minnesota will go to sleep with a smile on their face and wake up with one as well. Yeah, the... they, ha- they handed Lafleur his first. NFC North loss as a head coach of the Packers. So there we go. That was his first, first, first divisional wow. loss. Yep. So damn. Yeah. <laughs> He's off to a pretty good start, I'd say. That. <laughs> no complaints oh, there, man. Yeah, Aaron, I mean Aaron Rodgers, twenty-seven to forty-one, three touchdowns, no picks, uh, sacked once, and I think that was the last one of the game, the last play of the game. So not a bad performance. No, some drops by receivers today. EQ. He didn't miss a wide that open wide tight open. end over yeah. the middle. I, mean, I, I was going to say that's, wide open. That was uh, <laughs> that was that was the one play today that I think Aaron obviously knows he made a, a, a poor throw. Uh, and that, that changes the whole that, game if he catches that. Whole game that changes. Yeah, it was. It, you know, Rogers obviously has had some throws like that over the years, and that was just one of them. It was bad again. You know, had some drops. I wish he would have hit Bob Tunyon. On the uh, you know that wind, I think took that ball a little bit on that diving catch that he made. I think that could have been a touchdown as well. Uh, I think the Vikings did. I'm not one to complain against the refs, but the Vikings, I did. I think get a couple little bailout calls there in the second half, a couple uh, weak pass it, interference calls, it, it, and that one, and on that fourth down, Anthony it Harris, though. it balanced out with you guys' mm, calls as well. Again, I don't think the refs would have influenced this game that, today, so I'm no, not going to complain about it towards, too much. But towards the end, they called uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> That fourth down, that flag should not have been picked up on Rogers' fourth down. He was that was pass interference on Anthony Harris. That was definitely no, that's agree. the only one I'll really I argue. With. That's agree. the only one I'll really argue with you. Jair one I think was right. Uh, you know, you know, we'll see. It is it is what it is. It wouldn't impact the game today. That's for sure. Packers stunk. There was only there, one last question about this game, and just to Kinger here. Um, what was that last pass to? Tanya and before uh the, you know the last play of the game I didn't understand that that they ran like a it was like what a 15 yard pass but it took like 20 seconds off the clock they had no time um I, I'm just oh, trying and, to think and they couldn't get why, to the line what, and he had to I tell Aaron Jones it wasn't like a route to the outside like to, to like the sideline it was a route like at the hash and like a little inside the hash even like it was clearly going to take a lot of time I didn't understand why the Packers ran that play 
Especially I, when it only got to the forty yard line. I, I couldn't even begin to I don't I don't know the answer to that either, to be honest. Um it was obviously questionable, but at that point it was already you know, you already felt that that, that the game was already kind of determined. I gotcha. Well um Kinger, uh the Packers got a short week and a long travel to San Francisco. Uh, so they're going to have to fix things really quick on the defensive end. Luckily, San Francisco looked like horseshit today, uh, <laughs> ruining one of my best bets in the process. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, th- like you said, uh, Green Bay, bad history with San Francisco, um, especially a team that loves to run the ball in a creative way. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be licking their chops maybe after seeing this game. And congratulations to you, Remy. Uh <laughs> Taking a big sip over there, big victory sip. Uh, <laughs> that was a win for all of us, Rami. I appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime oh, Minnesota's <laughs> here, all heroes don't wear capes. We wear purple. That's very true. <laughs> well, not the, the purple part, but uh, we get it. Um, all right, let, let's just move on to. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. It was a fucking utter utter disaster in Detroit today. Detroit just lost their seventh straight home game in a row. Um, granted. Three, three of those have been without fans. <laughs> um, but, man, 41-21 lost. Uh, the Lions take it home to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. Did did you guys – did anybody tune into this game for a little bit? And <laughs> It was bad. But it wasn't – I think just on the red zone. It, it, uh, it's, there was two bad quarters, literally. The, the box score goes zero points for Indianapolis in the first quarter, 20 in the second, none in the third, 21 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Um, it was 20 to 14. The Lions had the ball at the Indianapolis 25 and then it all went downhill quickly after that. The Lions had not fumbled all year until the midway through the third quarter in this game, like setting an NFL record for an amount of snaps without a fumble. And they chose the worst time to do it. Stafford gets strip sacked. Um, the Indianapolis Colts get the ball back. They score a touchdown. Matt Stafford comes back on the field, throws a pick six. He like it was a quick uh, button hook to the outside to the numbers, and he was not looking before he threw it, and the guy was just sitting there, easy walking touchdown. So the Lions go do- from an opportunity to take a lead to being down twenty one points in about four minutes, just an absolute brutal change of events. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> this is all around bad. This is this is the type of stuff that uh makes you think Matt Patricia might be fired in a week or two type situation when he hasn't. This was a great opportunity, especially with what went on in the Bears and Packers, uh, with the Bears and Packers, a great opportunity to jump back into the division race. And this is just a huge step back. And, I mean, Stafford 24-42, three touchdowns, one pick, but he was all over the place today. That That's a lot of garbage time, touchdown and yardage there. I'm not the the worst thing about the, the I'm talking a lot about the Lions offense today. It was worse than the defense because at least the defense stepped up every once in a while. But the offense today, 29 yards rushing. Adrian Peterson five for seven. DeAndre Swift six carries for one yard. How they, many times the, the did they rush were, uh, Peterson? Thir- uh, five times for seven yards. And so, so, well, carry on. So how many how many how many touches did carry on get? Carry on. I think has one carry on the year, let alone getting a touch. In, he did not get a touch in this game. He did have a touchdown catch, 
but Carryon Johnson did not have any carries. So, he, he hasn't had one in like four weeks. So why won't why won't why won't Detroit at least try the running game out? Because you have a talented backfield. <laughs> yes, but if you're watching this game, the run the run game was a a, a clusterfuck. Like it just a shit show. Uh, like it, I mean, it was bad, 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 bad. Constantly getting hit in the back backfield. No holes whatsoever. DeAndre Swift looks like he's carrying a 20-pound sled behind him now. Whatever sort of spring in his step he had at the beginning of the season, it's gone. And he needs to be relegated like three to five carries a game. DeAndre Swift should be getting 15 to 20. Nobody, No Lions fan can comprehend why this is going on. Uh, Barney, yeah, go ahead. Step in here for me. Yeah, I, well, I got to ask you, Big Z. Um, you know, we're, we're we're talking about the the run game here for you guys. I mean, did you really expect there to be one? I mean, uh, the the front seven for the Colts is really all they have to offer as a team, um, and they're one of the more dominant guys, especially now that they have Darius Leonard back. Uh, I I mean, to me, it, it was always going to be you know, a game that was going to live and die by the arm of Matt Stafford, right? I mean, is that what you expected at least? Well, um, not quite, but just because the Lions run offense is playing pretty well the last three, four weeks. It, it hasn't been terrible, but this is exceptionally awful today. <laughs> I'd expect this level of bad from their run offense. I mean, this is looking mean, at really, pre- really bad. Pretty unique box score here, too. The Lions or the Colts scoring all their points in the second and fourth quarter because I saw Detroit had got off to a seven nothing lead early. I saw Stafford through a touchdown catch, but what happened? Big Z just you know just took really some just bad lapses of play there by the Lions. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was twenty to fourteen. I mean, midway through the third quarter, and then uh, Stafford gets that strip sack, and then the Colts score right yeah. at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then the pick six. Like so, went twenty to fourteen, uh, thirty five to fourteen in a matter of four minutes. Um, but in the in, in, at least in the second quarter there. Oh, uh, I mean, the, Matt Prater at the end of the first half shanked a fifty-yard field goal, like thirty yards to the left. I don't even know what the hell he—he's missed one a game this year. He's not what he uh, has been the last few years for us. But um, there was one play in this game that really pisses me off, and Danny Shelton uh, sacked the quarterback on third and long, a uh, clear sack, uh, and he fell down with the quarterback like. Like through the whistle, there was a whistle. Then he kind of like was tangled up and fell down with the quarterback. And the ref throws a flag for a personal foul, saying like it was a like too aggressive with the quarterback. This is such bullshit. Oh, I mean, it gave him a free play, uh, a free first down, and then they scored uh, three plays later. It it was completely unwarranted. I I there's the. I, I I can't find words right now. I'm just so frustrated with that personal foul call. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, maybe we'll show it later in the week or something on Instagram, just how ridiculous this personal foul call was. But it cost us seven points and a lot of momentum that we had riding into this game, uh, or riding in this game, rather. Um, I'm not going to blame that one play. Justin Coleman came back for, off the IR for the first time in five weeks. Terrible. He looked terrible. He got beat by a running back down the sideline. He got... Uh, Flag for a pass interference in the end zone. That was it was questionable. It was pretty ticky tack, but some refs call it, some don't. Um, that that one's more excusable than the personal foul. That's the one I can't get out of my mind. How bad that was. Matt Stafford missed some easy throws in this one too. A couple to T.J. Hawkinson, no less. But Matt Stafford also made some brilliant throws in this game. 
You take the good and the bad with Matt Stafford. Like he had to se- he threw a seventy yard pass this game, like literally seventy yards in the air it, in this game to Marvin Hall. And it was late in the game. It was a third and long. Uh, that's why he threw it. But I want to see more of that. Unfortunately, Stafford's long ball has been on and off. I could go on and on about this team, but I'm I'm really focusing on the offense here right now. We'll focus on the defense later. Romeo Quara stepped up again, another big sack. He's having a huge year. He must have done some roids in the offseason or something <laughs> because he's like a way significantly better player than we've ever seen him. Contract um, years. Is is he on a contract year? Or no, 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 he just signed uh, one last year, so he's good. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe he's just trying to show off to his brother who we drafted, uh, but his brother's on IR. Um, and actually, this is one of Jeff Okuda's best games. They barely threw to him. Uh he had a nice play on a fourth and short uh, to turn the ball over uh, in the backfield. He quite uh, a corner blitz. So that that was a positive sign. I'm trying to think of the positives. Our rookie defensive tackle, John Penasini, is one of the highest rated D tackles, at least uh, on rush defense, is what the Lions badly needed. And he's been stepping up really well. And that's what I like about our matchup next week, Remy, uh, with the Vikings. If if they're, you know, if, if the way they're going to succeed is through running the ball, I'm really confident in the Lions' ability to stop the run. That's never been my issue. We'll um, see. The, the we'll Colts see. had 120 yards, but a lot of that was in the fourth quarter with backups in. So, if you uh, guys stop the run, <laughs> it might have to be a Je- uh, Justin Jefferson show. There might there might there might be oh. a Jet show there in the Motown. Well, we'll talk about the battle of rookies later. But Akuda and Jefferson will be a fun little rookie on it rookie will. matchup. Uh, for, um, but yeah, I mean. B- Barney, you're, I think you're the only one to watch this because the Packers and Vikings are going on at the same time. I don't know if you did. You have anything else to add? Uh, did you see any positives? Can you give me? Can you give me a little taste or a positive? I don't think you can. It was pretty bad. Basically, you know, you're not getting anything <laughs> from me in terms of positives. Um, but I, 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 I tried. mean, I tried. It was it was an ugly game. Um, oh yeah. But I, you know, on our on our preview for last week, um, you know, I took. Uh, Indianapolis laying the points is my one of my best bets. I yep. I didn't see the game going quite like this. Nobody, you know, sees uh, you know, uh 40 points scored in bunches like uh like the Colts did, but Especially. I thought for the most part DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard were going to put a clamp down on your on your offense. Um I didn't think you guys were going to come in and 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 have a game regardless. Um uh, but I don't know. I, it, it seems from you that, you know, you still believe in the team and its ability to maybe, uh, you know, get close. Maybe that second oh, yeah. wild card, uh, which is which is interesting. But um, I do. I do. Hey, I'll, and so I'll, I I don't want to kick a man when he's down. So I'll <laughs> let you I'll let you just, you know, belly up. <laughs> um, Just the last uh, couple of things. You know, I mean, this this game was like a strip sack away from being a completely completely different game like Stafford doesn't have that situation to throw the pick six he's in um, the Lions are playing with the lead late in the middle or middle of the fourth quarter it's a completely different game uh, but it did happen and <laughs> we shit the bed badly oh uh, boy and uh, the last thing I want to note is Kenny Galladay um, hip issue left the game middle middle uh, middle of the second quarter I believe and it 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 doesn't look good. He looked he looked really bad limping off the field. Uh oh. Um, he was already struggling in practice. I guess he tried to play through this. So I, I don't know. It's not looking good. Um, 
when Kenny Galladay's played a full game, the Lions are three and one. When he hasn't, zero and zero and three this year. <laughs> so uh, he he's a he's a giant difference maker for this offense. And without him, it becomes a completely different game plan, completely different approach. Um, T.J. Hawkinson seven catches for sixty five yards. So that was good, at least to see him heavily utilized. No touchdowns, though, Barney. No touchdowns. Um, but that's all we'll have for the Lions. So I'm just be praying that Kenny Galladay can get healthy somehow. And the Lions can turn it around against the Vikings next week, but we'll get to that later. Uh, let's let's touch on the last game of the evening: the Bears. Barney, brutal overtime. The Bears get to a 50-yard field goal situation. Their kicker makes the field goal. Chicago's like, finally, we got a kicker. This uh, and then they lost in overtime. Uh, just uh, let's I go through iced. this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I you know my heart goes out. To the entire Chicago fan base, we have to watch this fucking product week in, week out, decade in. It's the same team. We only have a defense. We are absolute trash on offense. Poor Virginia McCaskey. She's 900 years old, and she's being taken advantage of by Ted Phillips, the president, and Ryan Pace. I mean, these people need to be held accountable. Nagy... when before the the coin is even flipped, we're fighting an uphill battle, um, and I want to try to break things down here. I'm so scatterbrained. I want to make sure I I I get all my thoughts out here. But you know, just it just it bothers me that we can trot out a line like we did today, where we had Leno, Coward, Mustafer, Ifedi, and Massey. Massey goes down, so Spriggs takes his spot. And then Spriggs goes down for a couple plays. And, you know, things are just like we're coming up on the trade deadline. There's nothing being, you know, there's not a lot of talk being said. Pace is out there, uh, you know, quoted saying that he's confident in our backups' abilities, Coward and and Mustafer and Spriggs, to be competent players. Dude, it was so bad and it was so early on. I almost laugh during these games. It's like a comedy hour. Um Rashad Coward got absolutely bamboozled by just a a very elementary uh, stunt that the D-line pulled on him. You know, like the one where the defensive tackle goes out towards the offensive tackle and the edge rusher slips on through and goes up through the, the, you know, the guard spot. Uh, they, They broke it down and the announcers were just laughing because Rashad Coward acted like he'd never seen that trickery before and he went chasing after that defensive tackle which just led Nick Foles to getting absolutely pulverized um I feel bad for Nick Foles uh he he didn't play a great game at all and I won't defend I think he had some bad decisions out there but I wouldn't want to be the Bears quarterback with the with the bullshit that they're putting out in front of him uh, you know, we're just absolutely out coached in every phase of the game. Nagy is such a fucking idiot. I mean, he's a real estate agent. He's a real estate agent that got back into football and is now the fucking coach of the Bears. And he is so bad. Uh, this hey, was that's one a of the former th- that's a former coach of the year right there, Barney. That's a former it, NFL coach it, it, of the year. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. But that's because we had a ungodly twenty eight turnovers that year and uh club dub and the defense was crazy. Mm-hmm. But let me just wait, can, wait, Barney, before you what do you mean real estate agent? I don't think I cut around to that. 
Yeah, he was he was a real estate agent before he uh, <laughs> got got back into. Um, was he really? He was yeah. He was he was with like Cold Oil and Baker or whatever the hell that <laughs> shit. You know, like he he was he before um, Andy Reid got on the phone with him because Andy Reid kept having all of his assistants being snagged for head coaching jobs. Right, so. Hmm. Uh, you know, we're back in and, and after the game, he's talking, he had two quotes and really pissed me off, you know, because the bears media is they're, they're, they don't ask the, the tough questions. They just let mediocrity skate by. Here's something he said. He said, we can't be perfect out there as an offense. New Orleans wasn't perfect and they're still walking away with the W. Let me tell you guys, when this offense gets clicking, and we're we're close, and but when we get clicking, we're going to be a hard team to stop. Nagy, you are in year three. You fucking suck. Your offense sucks. When we start clicking, what are you talking about, dude? You've had like fifty games when we start clicking, God, and we just let this shit go. We just let him come in each week. And do the dumb ass fucking calls. And I'll, and I'll explain. His next quote, he says, you know, our personnel out there, we've got guys that once we get into the red zone that we know are playmakers. And we feel good about the personnel that we're able to bring out in those situations. We got into the red zone again. We got into like the 12-yard line. And he immediately subs out Jimmy Graham. And he subs out David Montgomery. And he puts in Cordero Patterson, yes. and hit and his playmaking, uh, you know, a, a, his foresight makes him do a makes him do a reverse with Anthony Miller, and it gets stuffed, and the next play gets stuffed, and he's sitting here like, you know, it's these cl- these plays are great plays that I'm calling, it's just not working out. You no know, shit, no shit. Uh, he's so in over his head. He he is so fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I, it just it it kills me. Um, you know, but we're out coached. You guys all saw it. We're absolutely struggling as an offense for the last you know thirty years. And here we go. We have the ball, and Javon Wims decides. Because Anthony Miller got poked in the face. Oh yes, that, I was hoping you bring this up. Yes, that that he's gonna go over there and cheap shot him. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, Javon Wims, have a clue. If you're gonna hit anybody, go hit Nagy in the fucking face. <laughs> no, but, but for the life of me, I don't understand why you would ever punch somebody who has a helmet on. I know uh, that's just the funniest thing. I love when people do it. I just, I just laugh. I mean, it was just, it, we're just out coached in every phase of the game. And then he got Tariq Cohen, you know, uh, tweeting during the game, something like, it was like word for word. It was like juice, as in Javon Wims. Juice is on one. I'm with him. Like, fuck out of here with that bullshit or something like that. And it's like, no, Tariq, you, you moron. No, like, we're not okay. We're, that's not an okay thing to do. We we are. I don't know if we were quite winning because it was right in the third quarter. I think we still might have been up a field goal at the time. But it's like we shoot ourselves in the foot, and I, you know, I'm real scared about the future because you know we're playing hardball right now with Allen Robinson, and 
I'm watching his body language. I don't think he wants to sign anymore. I don't think he wants to be on the Bears. He, he they, they zoomed in on him walking, you know, 70 yards away from the offense, huddling up uh, on the sideline, and he's talking to himself. You could tell he's agitated. You know, he's coming off a short week with a concussion. He's week in, week out, one of the only bright spots. I only uh, – and – and, you know, he made some just tremendous plays, some great catches. And we can't do anything, though, because we're out coached in every phase of the game. And uh, it's it's a joke, dude. Um, but I got to say, though, before the game started, you know, in my preview, I I pretty much sized up the Saints and said this, was, <laughs> this isn't going to be a game where we should really expect a win here. And yet our defense – doesn't play, you know, phenomenal, but they did enough. Can you to, can you go over to, the end of the first half there? I thought that that that's a big that's a big uh, drive right there by the Saints at the end of the first half. They just let Jared Cook. What I mean, the play before even that touchdown, Jared Cook was wide open, and Drew Brees just missed him. And the next play is even more wide open. What uh, that's over the middle of the field. What are the Bears doing over the middle of the field there? I, I didn't understand their defensive play calling there. No, I, I, nobody did. Um, but uh, that whole entire drive, I think they had like a minute to go down the field, and uh, we just had soft coverage, and you know we were just letting fifteen throw, fifteen yard throws right in front of us. Like, why are we in prevent prevent like this? Yeah, we first off, we need to get a little bit more pressure on the on the opposing quarterback. I know that we can get a quality amount of pressure out there while just rushing three people or four people. But, like, we don't have to rely on just that. Like, if we're just dropping back in zone and letting people get 20-yard catches at just, like, in front of us, there's no reason why we're not at least sending somebody else after the quarterback to make sure he's not as comfortable. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, I thought the defense played really well outside of that drive, to be honest. Um, they were the only reason, again, that we were in. Uh, this game, the Saints as an offense, it doesn't matter if Michael Thomas is in or not. They have 30, they're averaging more than 30 points a game. And, you know, I thought we played well enough. And here's the thing about the Bears to me, we're in, in terms of effort and just playing an overall good game. I think we're 0 and 8. We're 0 and 8 in that factor. We have not put out a good game that we can be proud of. And yet we're still five and three, which kind of makes me, you know, all right with it and see the silver lining. But it's just it's just bullshit. Um, I don't know. It, it just subbing out our 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 true red zone guys once we get in there and putting in people that are just incredibly undependable. At, at towards the end of the game, you know, we're trying to make plays and march down the field. We're in overtime. And we have two consecutive plays where Anthony Miller drops one right in his chest, and then the next play, Jimmy Graham drops one in his chest. And it's, uh, we, we, we take 40 seconds off the clock when there's like four minutes left, and we give the Saints another shot, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, that's what did it. But, you know, I, I, got, I got to say, besides the defense, I, which I thought played well, I thought A-Rod played really well. I thought Mooney played well. Um, yeah, Mooney my, looked really good. Mooney looked really good. I'll give you that one. Yeah, and I, I, I like that. Uh, he's another one of Pace's fifth round picks that I think is gonna, you know, establish himself as a mainstay here. But 
Uh, you know, somebody I really want to give a shout out to, Cairo Santos, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, today I know, like, you know, after we got iced on that fifty-one yarder, and they're they're talking about the wind in our face and and stuff like that. Man, he stepped up to the plate and he drilled both of those. He drilled every every field goal he, he took, and and I'm feeling a whole lot more confident in our kicking game now, um, which you know does a lot. Right for our for our offense and, and and not having to go for silly fourth down conversions like we've done the last two years because that's just been a hole in our game plan. But yeah. you know, as a defense, we held the Saints to two out of thirteen third down conversions, and we still lost the game. Like that is so crazy of a stat, and it's because we run arena league football on offense and nobody has the stones to say hey naggy i'm just gonna say this to you right now you're not a good play caller you aren't good you don't understand personnel you don't even know what you have you need to give it up and until something like that happens i'm gonna have just bare bones confidence going into each game what was the last week he said he he was he thought he was calling plays really well and which which means that it's just execution it's yeah he um, said, but the coach's he, job is to put players in the best position to succeed which he's clearly not doing Nagy has all the buzzwords man and it's it, it i roll my eyes every time he he opens his mouth this stupid bald-headed fuck but. maybe that's how he got the job maybe he's Threw buzzwords out in the interviews. I don't know. Well, yeah, and Ted Phillips and Ryan Pace are are morons, so that doesn't surprise me. But um, I don't know. It's just he said he one of the quotes he said, you know, that you're referring to is he said, you know, uh, one of the guys mentioned, hey, is this, you know, do, are you gonna maybe have conversations with your staff about play calling moving forward? And he said, you know what, we have conversations uh, each week. Every day we're having those conversations, and that's not where we feel that we have, uh, you know, a deficiency here. We don't th- believe it's in the play calling, so we're not really entertaining that thought right now. And it's just like, dude, this is like, this isn't just like this game that we did bad. It's the past straight fifty games, man. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard for me to. To, you know, just spew the same fucking shit week in and week out. Well, uh, Barty, I'm going to uh, you you get the next challenge of going to Tennessee next week and facing the Titans uh, coming coming off a loss to the Bengals, but still a really tough team, especially um, on the road. So where the NFL standings stand at right now, the Packers are still the two seed kinger despite this game. Uh, they have the tiebreaker over the Saints at five and two. Um, the Bears ha- are the eighth seed right now. The season ended today at five and three. Lions that are in, are in tenth right now at three and four, and then the Vikings two and five sitting fourteenth. Uh, so, but but Remy says they have a four percent chance to make it. So don't That's count right. them out yet. That's right. Can't can't write them off. <laughs> and after today, you can almost write off the Lions. Uh, but I'm gonna say have faith I, i'm gonna say lions have a six percent chance to make it over remy's four percent so oh boy well we i mean when when is the bears bye week barney is it in two weeks three weeks Early uh, December? I think it's later i think it's like around like 11 or or 12 to be honest okay they, they could probably use one with all the injuries they got going on uh 
It's it's nice to have that late bye week, not like the early one, like the Lions nah. and Packers had. Yeah, you you guys got the Titans next week, then the Vikings, Barney, <clears throat> and then you guys got the bye heading into the Green Bay game after Thanksgiving. Mm. Oh, the Bears get to play the Green Bay off a of bye. Yeah. Yep. They get. Oh the wow. That, that, way. That, yep. That works out really nicely for them. We'll we'll come out we'll come out flat. We never play well after a bye week. <laughs> we never play well after a bye week. Maggie fires up the troops, right? No, dude. I swear to God, if if I see Nagy out and about, I know it's a long shot. Give him a nuggie on the ball head. I I will give him a Javon Wims to the face so bad, and 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 it's it's just brutal. The only thing that's okay. going to help the Bears is if our is if our coaching staff doesn't show up, um, you know, and actually just doesn't make the trip. I I I would love you know like in Madden how it says ask Madden, you know, like what plays. I wish there could be like a ask the audience and we could all vote on what play each week gets recorded into Nick Foles because I would like our chances better than what, you know, that visor wearing douchebag calls out there. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I should, I, I want to know something about the lions at least. This is the first time in franchise history since 1956 when they won the NFL championship. The last time I think they won an NFL championship, that they scored 21 or more points uh, in, to start a season. Uh, so seven games in a row, they scored 21 or more points. Doesn't mean much when you're three and four, but I just want to throw out that stat. Um, yeah. Uh, not a great week for the NFC North, except for Remy's yeah, Vikings. Skull. <laughs> and just in general, a lot of upsets in the NFL today. The Bengals over the Titans. Uh, there's a few more. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Rob. Uh, Rams losing on the road to the Dolphins, uh, things of that nature. But, uh, but <laughs> it was it was an interesting week. Uh, I'm, I'm we're all just angry except for Remy. But uh, we will be back later this week. The Packers have a Thursday night game, so we'll try to get out. We'll probably get out that episode on Thursday morning for you. Uh, we'll be previewing that game and everything else um, upcoming in Week Nine of the NFL season. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. This is the Pylon FC North podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at the Pylon. Um, yep, that, that's all we got on Instagram. And then please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're also available on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, be safe. Go out vote uh, this week. And we'll be back uh, with an episode on Thursday for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bear down.